strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. A lot of exciting thing going on for starters, as you can see with Dan, the CU Buffs round two. This, I mean, it's unbelievable. Buffs basketball is better than Indiana now. So oh, yeah. at least we have Colorado to root for. I honestly did not watch the game the other day, but I heard it was unbelievable, Dan. Take us through it. I mean, if the Buffs somehow perform like they did the other day, they would win this entire tournament. Maybe they will. My, the biggest thing that I worry about, and I, I might be overlooking this, but Pac-12 so far is undefeated in this tournament. Both Oregon teams, Oregon State and Oregon. Isn't just, that, doesn't that mean that they have a strong conference? Absolutely, yeah. I just feel like it's like they're due for a loss type of thing. Like I'm, all, I'm nervous about tonight's game. Florida or this is just a conference this year. Like the, that beauty of March Madness for our viewers too, there's a reason it's called March Madness. College kids are college kids, no matter how great of athletes they are. We're not talking about all LeBron James is on the court. Emotions get involved. You could have a run like that Villanova miracle run. What was it in the 80s where they beat Georgetown in the finals? That team had no business going that even being in that game. And they won it all. The Buffs, I mean, it, it, crazier things have happened in the last year than the Buffs being national champions this year. I mean, not honestly, the, happen, but the Buffs are one of the better teams left right now. On paper, I mean, there, it's crazy how many lower seeds are in the tournament. I mean, Loyola Chicago, they shouldn't have been ranked eight. They're actually really good. That Illinois upset was huge. First round upset was insane. And then you got uh, the 15 seed, I forget their name, uh, Oral Roberts. They're really wow. good too. I mean, that's Every insane. time I hear that name, I'm ready to brush my teeth. Like, it just oh. reminds me of Dennis. <laughs> All I know is I'm very, very nervous. Like, hands have been clammy all day about tonight's game. Like, Who are they playing? Florida State. And Florida oh. State, yeah. yeah it's Florida a good State's game. that team that, like, they'll be going for that last rebound and just missing a layup. That it just can't sink it. I could see the Buffs winning by one type I mean, of thing. I hope, uh, Florida State has had, like, a really good March Madness record over the last four to five years where they're always making Sweet 16s. The Buffs haven't made a Sweet 16 until 1950 or since 1955, which is Cat crazy. boil time, baby. I had no idea until I saw your email blast. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. But, um, this could be Tad's moment. It could. I mean, look, the Bucks have a really, really good deep team. They have a lot of guys that are capable of going out there and making it happen. And, you know, I just hope they show up tonight. If they show up tonight, it's going to be a dogfight. If they don't, then – Or the yeah. Bucks win by 20. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they right. could. That's, I mean, yeah. big cats. I like big Bucks cats, uh, Who do you like? Buffs. I think they win oh, by yeah. – like, I like the Bucks guys, This year, I have known – it's been my least – competent year when it comes to college basketball. I've never been more out of touch with sports in my life. I don't think like I could not pinpoint for you anything going on in this tournament right now. I'd be bullshitting you if other, if I said otherwise, do not know yeah. any teams, players, anything. It's crazy. And saying I mean, that, give me watch. Let me watch one or two games 
I'll get that's what I'll ha- get my that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, literally, I didn't watch any college basketball. As soon as March Madness hit, it was it just sucked me in right away. I'm like, damn, I really wish I watched a lot more basketball. Like, it really is the best. There's nothing it's like nice. it. And then, especially after taking a year off, no basketball at all, no college basketball at all. It's true. I, I just want to see our Hoosiers in it. It just doesn't feel like they that team. I'm hoping we get a good coach. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Big Cat said it best. Like, just having a team in the tournament is so exciting. And even just winning one game, it's amazing. Like, you have your hopes up. You, Dan, your team's playing tonight. Like, it's an amazing feeling. Oh, Dan, it's like that time you came to IU. Remember when I was in college? Like, everyone was going nuts. And the unluck of the MOOC, he walks in and the team loses. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely really, really fired up. And it's one of those things where you just don't want to lose because then it's like – you know, tomorrow you wake up um, that this whole thing's over. I mean, you got Miss Marie and Young Man. I feel like they're good luck omens. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So, you know, I got the game on in the background right now. Oregon dominated today, Iowa. That was crazy. Well, the, good prelude, yeah. hopefully, to the rest of the conference. I know. And Coach Tinkle from Oregon State. That Coach guy. <laughs> yeah. I used to, like, when I would go to games when I was just younger at CU and he was always their coach, I'd just be like screaming at the top of my lungs, like, Coach Because <laughs> let's be real, it's a funny name for a coach. And there's I, some I funny love characters in that conference, like the Oregon coach. I know. Yeah. He's always um, been goofy to me. Dan, didn't you always get on like national television every time you were at a Buffs game? I did. Like, you and Darren. So- in the first round, we would like charge boards if the Buffs beat like a big ranked team at home. <laughs> so we used to go. To, I mean, I'd like to still say that we do, but this year we didn't get to do it. But we go to Vegas every year for the Pac for the Pac-12 tournament. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that one year IU beat Illinois. I was the first one, like with my reddish orange shirt back in the day, sprinting on the court. That was pretty yeah. funny. Nothing like, like that. The year that we went to. Uh, New Mexico, that was the last year that the Buffs played the Pac-12 tournament, which used to be played in L.A. at the Staples Center, and then they moved it to Vegas. And that year, it was awesome. I remember we were in Boulder, and we were watching the game, and after the Buffs won, obviously they won the Pac-12 championship 2012, so they were going to the tournament. And we were all out of the and the Buffs up at the bar when they got back from California and like they were wearing the nets around their neck. This was their 2012 team. And they like came to the walrus and you know, those like pump up songs were going on like the And like the players were all there. It was a it was a great moment. And the players I mean there's nothing like school spirit. I think that's why March Madness is so awesome. It gets everyone in that college like that's when you want to be at a rah-rah school. Or even remember that George Mason miracle run where you're at that school that has that once in a lightning in a bottle type of moment, which yeah, you yeah. Know, Some I know everyone hours. remembers those. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is every year there's teams in the tournament that I've never even heard of every single year. Like this mm-hmm. year, I actually bet on them, that like Albany Christian team. I was just first, saying, who I've yeah. never even heard of them. Guys. Danny's like, Albany where's Christian? I've heard of that school. Is that a Texas yeah. school? I assume so. It seems like any school that I've never heard of just happens in Texas. There's that many schools in Texas, Louisiana. I feel like they just throw them out. They just create them every year to just add to the mix. Dude, I bet on Denton, Texas last night, and they just got destroyed right from the top. I I would not have touched (laughs) that. 
that Dude, as as I, first off, it's the only bet I've lost so far. I'm three for four with bets, which has been great. But as yeah, soon as I come out wearing those green jerseys, I was like, oh, man, there's zero chance I'm winning this bet. Like, they just did not. Right away, it was not happening. <laughs> I really did. When I saw the light green jerseys, I was like, this team is a winning team. Like, this is just my jerseys of a winning team. And turned out, I was right. They got destroyed. Yeah, it's a, it's a crapshoot. So that'll be interesting. Round two, what else is going on in the world, guys? Uh, we might be talking about, you know, BitCloud round two. We were talking about it last week a little bit before we actually. I mean, yeah, you know, for our viewers, obviously the verdict is still out. Is BitCloud a scam? Is it the future? Some people are calling it the next Facebook. Others are calling it pets.com. You're hearing people thinking of it as a Ponzi scheme. Then you're hearing people say it's revolutionary. Just to pause you for a second. What was the thing, Corey, you were talking about this morning with like money being so transferred? There's an article saying that a lot of the Bitcoin is is being transferred to Nigeria, but they think that a lot of it actually has to do with and obviously that's you know anything with Nigeria financially, there's a lot of scams going on in Nigeria. There always has been, but they're saying that it could have been outsourced to get Twitter bots and that's where they're spending money. So if you look at like the Twitter and go to latest on BitCloud and you search that, there's just constant random things going on that makes zero sense. And they're saying that that's, they just tried to hype it up with bots to get the word out. And a lot of that money, I guess whoever created this somehow you know, pretty much spend money on a, on a bot farm in Nigeria. So there's paper trail of money going to Nigeria. It's not necessarily that, you know, Mike's money that he put in is going to Nigeria. It's just I mean, that very the company, well Who knows? it could be, it could be, but they think it's like Twitter bots. And there's, you know, I mean, what like I will that. tell you guys from what I've seen on here, the level of development that whoever built this, if this is a scam, it's the most elaborate scam in history done by minds that are, I don't even know if human is the right word for it. Because the way, the amount of sophistication, if this is a scam. See, the, knows, the article is like, saying that there's very little sophistication in the code where actually like every single password to crack is like a 26 character digit of like, I don't know. I guess a lot of, I don't really understand this stuff, but pretty much they're saying it's like the easiest thing for anyone to crack uh, to get in there and see the code. Yeah. I, don't I have something that kind of said that it sets up in a way where it gives BitCloud and hopefully it's a trustworthy source access to your actual crypto wallet. Because you're like the way that you're sending it from your wallet, you're basically giving them you know, if it's a scam, lay out into your actual crypto outside of BitCloud into like whatever form you transfer your crypto onto that site from. That's what I read. But again, I mean, if, I'm, if what you're saying that it'll hack into your Coinbase money? Yes. And they're setting up the way that you transfer into BitCloud in a way for them to have access to however you actually transfer your money into BitCloud to begin with. Wow. Well, yeah. so you're saying everyone is in jeopardy of losing their Coinbase money. I'm saying people who I'm saying based on what I read and I'm not saying anything because it's like Corey, I'll be the first to admit, I don't really know much about what's going on with this. I've just read different things here and there about BitCloud, some good, some bad. And the people yeah. that are saying 
that could be a scam have highlighted that it could be in a scam in a way that gives BitCloud access to where the funds came from, which like, yeah, it could be Coinbase, could be whatever wallet, however you store your digital stuff. Again, I'm not saying this. This is just like some of the stuff I've seen out there. Yeah, that sounds to me like uh, I, I don't see how that would be possible, that Coinbase would be. But I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's all speculation. That's making me think I should just, any money I have on Coinbase, I should just get out of there. But I'm not, you know, I didn't put enough money on this thing where if this is a scam, hey, it was yeah, a cool experiment. What... I did make some insane networks from it, which isn't in itself interesting because I find it hard to believe if this is a scam, some of the top VCs on the planet are just cool with being on there with their profiles and then being connected to on LinkedIn. And you would think they connect the dots there. I don't know. I, I just find this, it's it's fascinating. It, the whole it's, thing. Yeah, it's a new age concept. I think, I don't even think it's a scam. I just think it's like so far out that people aren't ready for it yet. To like actually, so like it's, just the, like the thought of like people just don't trust the concept of like betting on people yet. Like I think it will, it either could take off or other people will take this. And a few years later, this thing's going to be huge in maybe a different way. But I think people just, it's hard to trust something like this at the moment. But who, who I think knows? we'll find out supposedly we'll see if there's some big announcement coming. I mean, either this thing is going to be announced that there's an exit coming a ramp where you could withdraw money which I think would change the perception on this whole thing. Or- I mean, that would, that would change everything. Yeah, um, that would change everything. And yeah. that's part of the optimist in me in this is thinking, okay, from a beta point of view, if you had a withdrawal option right off the bat, and keep in mind, guys, by the way, from what I've gathered, they're not even letting anyone else on the platform right now. So you have to ask yourself, if this was that much of a scam, wouldn't they want to keep flooding people on to just deposit money? You would think so. Yeah. You would think like, why would they limit the amount of scamming going on? Like, Oh, keep, keep them coming. Like they've stopped allowing people to even get on the platform. Yeah. yeah so, that's, pro that's probably a good thing. I think so. Moment. I'm, I'm more optimistic by the I minute. Think it's a scam. But I just think, I don't think it's a scam necessarily as much as it's just like you heard about it. I mean, we heard about it from you and you heard about it from, you know, your friend who hears about things very, very, very early on. So like when you talk about why this isn't starting to get talked about more, it really it's still is very early on. Like beyond early on. Like I was gonna say, I don't know anyone besides us three personally in my network. And I've you know, my brother's friends are very, very into crypto, and not one person has heard yeah. of it. Well, let's it's, keep in mind crazy. the world I found out about this in was where it was centered around starting high up in that world. Yeah, the spots I've been in where that's that's their universe where none of us are in that world. And it's, it's the entertainment you know. world. So yeah, it's the entertainment world. So you really got to ask yourself, is this going to become some huge thing that everyone's talking about? Or is it going to slowly just become something in the entertainment world that, you well, know, I think, yeah, the, I think it just goes more the fascination about collateral, like currency around attention and like what can co creators do? Even when we talk about us as creators in our business, we're always talking about community building and being able to engage with people one off. That's what's fascinating me about this is if you are believing in somebody, they're seeing that and they're like, wait a minute, I need to give this person more like subconsciously. I've seen it firsthand with people on there where I've given a little coin to just like people I know and they're randomly hitting me up now.
It's funny to me. Like I'm well, experiment. What's up, Corey? No, I, was, I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, I was going to say, if Jake wasn't in this, would you feel as safe in investing in this? Oh, I would never platform? have found out about it. But that's well, no, no. I'm saying if you knew about it, but Jake, is, you obviously believe in Jake, and you know, you I, yeah, trust, I only, you trust oh, his I, judgment. I'm all a person. I'm all about Corey belief in people and conviction. Right. I would never be involved in even looking at this thing unless it was through someone I trust. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that's, but that's the power right there. Word of mouth with a, we can learn a lot from that for our business with, for a positive or negative, right? Where it comes to trust, hearing someone tell you like, oh, use hungry buffs or don't. If it's exactly. someone close to you, that picks up. That, that's actually exactly what I was getting about getting at. And that's what I was uh, thinking about earlier on. It's, this whole thing is a, like you said, it's like a belief system. People believe in it. It could work. And you believe in someone who's actually telling you about this platform and the belief is what drives it. I also think what's cool about it, the notion of this, whether it's this platform that works or another is the whole world harmony mindset of, okay, you have a third world country with people starving. You want to give them opportunities. This allows that when you think about it, Corey Aronson being able to have someone in the middle of Mumbai with a user profile and he sends them money. What, whatever that looks like, maybe it's a new business that you want to help them start, or you're doing something for being a good person and supporting like a family out there. I don't know. I just think yeah. that in itself is fascinating. And I remember hearing the founder of Angelist, Naval, go over that on a podcast like a year ago. He was breaking down how the future of the world progressing has to be frictionless working together. And what he meant by that was if, if you have really big money that wants to get behind an idea up until recently, it's been all centralized. And even when you look at how this platform set up, it's fascinating how a lot of the big money was even put on there. It seems like an attempt at the first stealth project investment where you can't have a term sheet per se, but you could have a group that all trust each other immensely that are all putting skin in something, but in a different way. So there's a lot of cool things on this. We'll see. We'll uh, by no means not telling anybody to put a cent on there. It's cool to just speculate about. And as we always talk about, the world is moving quickly. People are resistant to change, even though we're all great at it. And change is inevitable. And that includes when you look at social networks, this was bound to happen. We saw Trump got off Twitter. This is a democracy. People want freedom. And I think that's really what this stems from. So do we you think tw Do you think Twitter could just or will just adapt this exact model? Well, I personally think Jack Dorsey had a lot to do with this, the founder of Twitter. I'm just speculating, but he well, spent this a whole lot of concept, time in Africa. Supposedly, like the whole this whole BitCloud concept came from Jack Dorsey selling that NFT. There you go. I, Corey, it wouldn't shock me if he was a lot to do with behind this, just because it's hard for me to imagine the way Jack Dorsey thinks, even with what he's built with Square, the cashless mentality and why he's been in Africa so much, buying up so much Bitcoin. If I'm him, it's hard to fathom. He's just like, there's a competing Twitter and he had nothing to do with it. I don't see it. Yeah. We'll see. On that note, we got a uh, famous, the one and only really, this guy is the next Alex, Tre Alex Trebek on steroids, Parker Pendlington. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Win Mike Rollins Lunch. Today, someone's going to get punished and someone's going to win a lunch. Who's it going to be? Dan, how's your luck feeling this week? 
Oh, I have to go get my ranch soda from the fridge. Hold on one sec. Even though mm, that's going to be delicious. I'm Parker Pennington. Let's play Win Mike's Lunch. Oh, yeah, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Corey and Dan. Mike, thank you as well. You're clapping somewhere. Corey, how's your week been? You know, it's uh, it just started. <laughs> um, but I did get the COVID vaccine yesterday, my second shot, and uh, that was brutal. I had a uh, 102 fever this morning, uh, but I I took a shit and uh, I feel much better now. There he oh, is. Wait, you were feeling bad again from that shot. Yeah, yeah, but this time it was like real quick. Like I woke up. I, I've been up since like three in the morning. I had fever this morning, and then I swear to the weirdest thing, I took a shit this morning, and I felt completely fine after. And I, I felt like it just passed through my body real quick. Maybe that's the new thing with the virus, the vaccine. You just have to take a shit. Maybe that's the cure for COVID. Yeah, right. Just shit it out. Wow. Well, Black there you go, kids. The cure to all about. disease brought to you by Corey Aronson. Good job, Corey. <laughs> you did it. And with that, let's see how your other knowledge is. Your categories today are <laughs> it's not that hard, day drinking on a Monday, what the hell is that, Make, making money Mike, Domesticated Dan and Cakes by Corey. Ooh, is this on me? This is on you, buddy. Well, since it's Monday, and um, this goes out to my buddy Chuck, I'll do Day Drinking Monday. Day Whoa. Drinking on Monday. Uh, let's everyone give a round of applause for Chuck, by the way. He's somewhere in a rehab facility. Let's see him make his way back. He's lit somewhere. Wow. Parker, where's your drink? What's going on? What's that? Where's your alcohol? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm doing a dry Monday here, uh, opposite of this category. Let's, Let's see, see how you're I... actually on point without that liquid nitrogen. Well, LSD doesn't <laughs> count, right? Anyway, Corey, the world produces about 36 billion bottles of wine per year. According to the WHO, which country has consumed the most wine per capita over the last 60 years? Is it France, Portugal? Spain or Japan? It's tough yeah. because Portugal and Spain both drink a lot of wine, and so does France. Um, I'm going to go with Spain. She's going with Spain. Is he right to do so? Oh, I'm sorry. It's France at 6.7 liters per person per year for the last 60 years. Ooh. I'm sorry, Corey, you're off to a zero start. Uh, up next, Dan, are you going to play nice. us a guitar riff there? Nope. No, you're not going to play us a guitar riff, huh? Well, it's off, so if you can't hear it, you can't. Unbelievable. The crowd's really upset with you, i got to be honest. Well, your categories are, it's not that hard, what the hell is that, Money Mike, Domesticated Dan, or Cakes by Corey. Corey's ready for his dessert. I'm going with domesticated Dan. Domesticated Whoa. Dan, everyone knows he is. <laughs> Scientists believe the first domesticated the first domestication of animals occurred in Anatolia or modern day Turkey about 10,000 years ago. What animal is thought to be the first domesticated animal? Is it chickens, sheep, oxen, or goats? Which one is it, Dan? Chicken? Sheep, oxen, or goats. Oh, man, those are all such... Uh, damn it. They're so all they're, good answers. They really are all good answers. 
I'm going to have to go with Oxen. He's going with Oxen, and he's <laughs> wrong. Oh, it's actually Goats. Goats. Mike, I feel like you knew that one. I think I did, Conch. Yeah. Those answers were like, they were pretty tough. Those all could have been it. I was yeah. thinking chickens, goats, and then I was like, those seem like the obvious ones. Let me go with an ounce. Well, this is a tough show. What can I tell you? Mike, you going to defend your lunch this week? Oh, you know it. Always. You kidding me? You know what I just thought of, Corey? What's that, like Dan? Conj, or I'm sorry, Mr. Pemlington is able to give us whichever questions he wants and they have nothing to do with the categories he chooses. So yeah, totally agree. Yeah. I'm just realizing I'm at a major disadvantage when we come into this game. It's the first yeah, time I, I just think you don't like losing. This is a huge conspiracy theory against yeah. Parker. Let's so, take it a step further. I don't even have to use the real answers. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> give it up go. for Conj, everybody. The writer of the questions. I'm Parker Pennington, not Conj, <laughs> by the way. Mike, yeah. your oh. <laughs> your categories are, it's not that hard. What the hell is that? Money Mike and Cakes by Corey. Money Mike, of course. Money Mike, of course. Mike's all about the money between 2014 and 2017, the number of food trucks in the United States increased by 3,000 uh, by 300%. Current day, there are over 2,400 food trucks employing 30,000 people in the country. Which city has the most food trucks per capita? Oh, and a little bonus here. This is this week's daily double question. So if mm. you get this wrong, that means Mike and Corey each get a stab at it. You have five choices to choose from here. Is it Miami, Austin, San Jose, Orlando, or Honolulu. Mm. Miami, Austin, San Jose, Honolulu, or what? That was it. Yeah, Miami, Austin, San Jose, Orlando, or Honolulu. Which city has the most food trucks per capita? Wow, that is a challenging one. You know, Austin does not have as many food trucks as they used to, from what I remember. This seems Honolulu. Wow. You know what? I'm going, I want to say San Jose, but I'm going Honolulu. He's going Honolulu. He's wrong. That means Dan and Cora, you each have a shot for the steal. Oh, I guess so, uh, give us the answer one more time. Keep in mind, if you get it wrong and you take a shot at the steal, you got to eat a jelly bean. You're well, I feel I think I I think Austin would be the obvious answer, so I'm going Orlando. All right, Corey's going Orlando. Dan, your choices are Miami, Austin, San Jose, or Orlando. I'm going Miami. Dan's going Miami. We've got one right and one wrong, Corey. It is Orlando. Good job, Dan. Pull out your jelly bean and shove it in your mouth. Wait, question. Do you yep. send us jelly beans every week? Is that what my two packages are this week too? No, your two packages are for if and when you lose your jelly beans, you should keep hanging around because we're going to mess with them like on a consistent packages. Basis. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize until afterwards that I was supposed to hold on to the jelly beans. So unfortunately, there are no jelly beans for me to eat. I know you said last round. Unbelievable. Parker, this kid just doesn't, he loot, what, has he not done eight challenges no, when he I, have two, I, I do have two packages from Parker Pemlington himself. Yeah, Parker, I, sent I you think a, we should have him shotgun his drink. 
There we go. Go ahead. Shotgun your drink there. There we go. Or else <laughs> the Bucks are losing tonight. Let's see it. Or the Bucks are going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> that, that triggered and, it, you know, Corey? And while Dan's <laughs> working on that, let's I get – I didn't get a drink. There's not a drink in one of these. Well, open them yeah. and eat something in there. While Dan's working on that, <laughs> let's. Uh, go, we're at halftime here, and we'd like to thank our sponsor of the week. Our sponsor of the week, arguing with your parents about cryptocurrency. Wow. <laughs> Do they not know what it is? Kind of. Can you try oh, to explain to them? Super not hard. really. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to start just calling him Bobby Ponzi. <laughs> Good old... Fucking Mr. Roland. The last guy that would ever believe in BitCloud, Bob Roland. Kind of honestly like smell and probably are gonna taste delicious. Well so let's ask Corey about that. Let's find what out. They? What are they? Chocolate covered worm. Oh yeah, Dan. Those are delicious. Uh, yeah, so ahead. Go yeah. get them. Go get them. That's a good halftime treat for you. And let's yeah. go on to our next round. While yeah, it's delicious. It's like, oh, what? Huh, wait for the aftertaste and give it like 13 seconds. Keep uh, going, Ted. This is unbelievable. You know what? Ricky, you're fired. <laughs> These are meant to be good. Like, this is really, really good. Like, I'll eat another one. Too. Huh, what's going on here? Well, our Parker. other sponsor of the week is Chocolate Covered Worms. And that brings us to our next round. Who is it going to be? It's Corey. You're up next. It's uh, your categories are. It's not that hard. What the hell is that? And cakes by Corey. Thanks for the chocolate. You got it, buddy. <laughs> go with uh, cakes by Corey. I guess cakes by Corey. They're delicious. Ranked by Google searches, the most searched cake recipe in the world is chocolate. What is the second most searched cake recipe? Is it pineapple, banana, carrot, or red velvet? I'm between red velvet and carrot. Yeah. Um, shit. I'll go with uh, I'll go with carrot cake. He's going with carrot cake. Oh, I'm sorry. That's wrong. That's too Hate bad. To the answer is red velvet. And for red velvet one. cake. Corey, bringing up a. Oh, he got one point for the daily double, so he's still alive here. I that brings us up to one zero zero. Uh, Dan, do you have a question there? Uh no, sorry, I was just rocking out. Oh well, let's uh, let's hear a tune then. The amp's not on. You can't hear it. Un unbelievable. Yeah. Your next question is: It's not that hard, or um, what the hell is that? Uh, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Our weekly visual question. And your question is, what the hell is that? <laughs> your answers are snake fruit, brown garlic, jackberries, or dinosaur nuts. Dan, what the hell is that? Parker, did we just see you sip on some sake? Uh, you know what? This one's to all the haters out there. Can I get the answers again? Wow. <laughs> Pretty sure he uh, just date, date raped himself. Oh. Well, that was pure ether. The questions are snake fruit, brown garlic, <laughs> jackberries, and dinosaur nuts. I'm going to go with jackberries. Jackberries. Oh, and I'm sorry, Dan. That is not jackberries. It's actually snake fruit. Oh, snake man. Fruit. I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, the only thing that's even a thing out of all those answers is jackberries. So it's got to be it. 
Oh, well, they're actually all things in reality. Mike, the final category is, it's not that hard. Normally a phrase uttered by Dan's girlfriend, led by White Claw, hard seltzer increased sales by 160% in 2020 and finished with this year's percentage market share of all beer sales. What percentage was it? Is it 3.2%, 5.4%, 8.6% 8 8 or 12.2%? I've requested several times. I'm going 5.4. Uh, Mike's going 5.4. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 8.6. I, I blame uh, my lack of sleep due to a goose chase this weekend on this. Unbelievable. Well, so round, round, round of applause for goose chases. That means, uh, Mike, take a sip of that ranch. Uh, oh, God. What's it called? And Wait, I need to get a bottle opener. Dan, Give me one sec. Dan, crack open and that second package. Julian coming on. Wow. This feels good, Parker. I, I love seeing you to win, Corey. Parker, my uh, my butthole is still on fire from that uh, habanero jerky or uh, whatever it was. Unfortunately, I cannot get this package open without scissors. You I have so, so many excuses. Right, I have to say, I'm I, the king of excuses I today. I, I cannot find a bottle opener. Well, I'm going to have to go with jelly beans. Man. My ginormous house. Dan, open it with your teeth, you pussy. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the jelly beans here. Mike's going Mike, jelly beans. I think Mike Dan's going to have just as much pain as Corey did last week. Let's see what happens. All right. Mike, eat, 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 jelly beans two, eat, eat, eat three of them. There we go. What <laughs> All at once. I love it. Oh, yeah. That last <laughs> I'm not eating these. This will ruin my night. I'm not eating these. Dan, you got it. You skipped so many challenges. Eat one. We will start. What, what did Dan get? You guys are going to have to start with Julian. Corey, what did you get last week? I got like the hottest pepper in the world and beef jerky. I'm still feeling it. I got Parker, the I think I have balls you'll ever put in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan and Corey, Mine's bring Julian on. I'll be back in one minute. Can you bring Julian on in one second? I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Con, we'll start oh, next show off. Most likely without me eating these because we'll all forget, but I will leave them on my desk. I'm not going to forget, Dan. And with that... Parker, have have you started your YouTube channel? I have right, not. Right uh, speaking okay. to all my fans, uh, look for my YouTube channel in about one month where uh, Parker Pendlington begins the show Payback with Parker Pendlington. Lots more punishments to come and a lot more elaborate things coming ahead. So with that, this has been Win Mike Rollins Lunch with Parker Pendlington, me telling you to go yourself. <laughs> See you next week. Peace, Parker. Julian, what's going on, man? Hey. Were you, were you um, able to catch the end of that game show? Yeah, a little bit. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see me? Yeah, we, we could see you. We're just waiting for Mike to come back. He uh, he lost the show and had to eat some Sorry disgusting that, jelly beans. How's it going, Julian? <laughs> Good. Thanks for having Thank, me on. Thanks for joining us, man. I, I, always, I want to start with our viewers, the power of social media in a positive way. Just reaching out to you, I really appreciate you responding. You know, I was, we've been thinking about different ways to community build and connect with people around Boulder during the pandemic. Usually we'd yeah. be out and about passing out pizza, cookies, but this has been really a cool way throughout the times to connect with former strangers. Yeah. Can you, can so, you hear me? Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hear you. Okay, Julian, are you in Boulder? Yep, yeah, I'm here in Boulder, North Boulder, actually. So. Are nice. Did you grow up around there? I grew up in North Carolina. Oh wow! How long have you been out in Colorado? Uh, over ten years now. So wow, definitely oh. feels like home at this point. That's amazing. Yeah. What would you say your favorite part of Boulder is? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I think nature, the mountains. Um, yeah. Just being outside, I think that's what, what draws a lot of people here. There's an active shooter in the King Supers in Boulder right now. What? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just got on my phone about that. Holy well, shit. Well, everyone, everyone in Boulder, magic. be careful. That's I mean, not my favorite part about Boulder. And saying that, it's, uh, Julian, I know you specialize in mindfulness and... I, I was fascinated by your studies in Buddhism and the world yeah. we live in now. I guess that's actually as unfortunate as that is happening in Boulder. I'd love you to just touch on your journey getting into that. And I think the world we live in needs more people focused on your craft because I, I think it's a very tough thing that people deal with a lot, mental health, especially during the lockdown I think it's brought yeah. out a lot of awareness around it. Can you tell us what made you even go down that path to begin with? Sure. Yeah. I appreciate uh, your words. I mean, I think it is really important and it's needed more than ever. And um, I think for me, I was, my kind of path is like, I think for a lot of people like into this field, it was a little bit circu circuitous, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> but sure. um, I got really into philosophy and then meditation and spirituality Buddhism and yoga, like things like that. And I was studying academically for a while. And then I um, decided that wasn't really the route I wanted to go, like a PhD in that kind of field. And um, and I was teaching yoga and meditation. I was doing coaching, you know. So there was like this draw on me to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. And um, it just made a lot of sense for me to go back to school, like study psychology, psychotherapy more intensely and to be able to offer that. And so it's kind of brought together all these different parts of my life and things that I've studied in a way that actually makes an impact in another human's life or a group of people. Um, so it's, it's amazing, especially in this world that, you know, all the access to technology people have, I think there's been a lot of stress around social media, the FOMO effect and people yeah. really, they deal with problems that I don't think existed before technology in the same light. And Julie, what would you yeah. give a suggestion? Like I'm, I'm a restless person myself. I do meditate. I, I know everyone's practice is different, but what would you suggest somebody that has a hard time just sitting down? How do we even start with meditation? Yeah, I think that's a that's another great question. I think um, a lot of us have racing minds, you know, and if you if you pay attention to your mind and just bring awareness to it, like you'll notice times where it's faster and times where it might feel slower, times where it's more spacious. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, I think a lot of us, you know, myself included, like lots of thoughts, this like racing thing, and we want it to like calm down, like just shut up for a minute. <laughs> um, one way you could approach meditation is to kind of broaden your like understanding of what meditation means. Like it can mean a lot of different things. There's a lot of different ways to meditate. And historically, you know, in the West and Europe and in America, meditation actually meant thinking deeply about a particular subject. And so it's actually using your thoughts. It's actually thinking about something intentionally, intelligently, rather than being a victim of your thoughts, like actually direct your thoughts. And so I think that can be a really great thing to do and to develop. And then, um, you know, as meditation is often taught now, it's about quieting the mind or being bringing awareness to 
your mind without being caught up in it, without being overtaken by it. And so it's just this kind of gentle, slow practice that first can feel very challenging and frustrating of bringing awareness back and then getting lost and then bringing the awareness back and then getting lost. And then, I think that's um, really enlightening <laughs> that you brought up the whole deeply thinking about something because I remember when I first tried meditating, I had this misconception that I had to sit with my legs crossed uncomfortably, blanking my <laughs> head out. And I was like, how do I do this exactly? But when you, what you just broke down is fascinating, Julian, because when you think about something that really interests you in life and you dive into that curious nature, you get in this flow state, which I think everybody hopes to find with meditation. So thank you yeah. for that tip, because I think that'll make my daily practice way easier when even thinking about meditation. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And like, I mean, there's certain things that you could, that like you just said, like things that grab your interest. But, you know, another tip would be like being, spending time out in nature and like just looking and seeing and feeling and actually drop, not just being like in your, what you think you're seeing, but like, what are you actually experiencing in this moment? And like coming back to that. That's really yeah, cool. I'm, you're clearly in the right place in Boulder. When, when did it dawn mm -hmm. on you, Julian, like growing up in North Carolina, when did you have the inkling you should head to the mountain West? <laughs> Um, I, well, I graduated from undergrad and I was a little bit restless. I was just working in a restaurant and, um, yeah, I guess I felt the call. I mean, there's a school here that I, I came to go to called Naropa. So that's part of what brought me here. Um, oh, nice. yeah, it was a big, it's a big move and definitely a different energy. And I've, I've realized like so many people tend to move here, uh, from all over the country or even the world and then move away. And so it's a lot of movement here. A lot of people coming. Yeah. It's, it's like here. a transplant city especially denver yeah yeah mm. and what would you say julian when would did you really realize you wanted to help others because it seems like you have natural leadership qualities but a lot of times that doesn't come with wanting to help people necessarily and it's cool that you have the dynamic of wanting to lead but actually wanting to help people which i think is a rarity yeah i think that that's really been coming online for me more and more in the last few years um I don't know, you know, I think I think I've always had that in me and I think a lot of us do. Um, we, and I think we're all leaders in our own way, you know, like at the very least we're leading our own life unless you're, you know, severely handicapped or, <laughs> you know, in the hospital full-time or something. I mean, for most of us, like, and I think that's where a lot of our stress and anxiety comes from, like more than ever before we are challenged to be, you know, we're more and more individual or more and more independent and it's, kind of up to us to chart, you know, choose your own adventure through life. And there's not a lot of, uh, a lot of old ways of, you know, first you do this, then you do that. Like that's kind of breaking down. And so um, I think stepping into leadership, hmm, I'm not sure what to say about it, but I think for me, it's, I'm, I'm a lifelong student, you know, so I'm a student in some context to be able to like switch context, like in some context, I'm a student. And then I also have something to offer and to have both. It's a both man for me. No, the whole forever learning. I'm with, we're all yeah. students when you think about it. Even I remember hearing Elon Musk talk about this a few weeks ago on a clubhouse chat. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm figuring this out for the first time like all of you. There's no roadmap here. And when you have a guy yeah. like that literally saying, hey, I'm trying to get people on Mars, but it's not like I have a script to do it. It kind of makes you realize like everyone <laughs> deals with uncertainty. It's not even Elon Musk. So I, yeah. I love where your head's at there, Julian, that we all are students because that's really important for learning. And I, I think everybody, that's when we're at our best selves is when we're open 
to being a student and realizing we don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that um, from Elon Musk. Like, I think the leaders of the future are people like that who are going to be able to uh, have that attitude too, to be in both roles to like, because it's, you know, actually being a student in a good way is a gift. Like actually listening to someone is a gift, like taking in what they have and like seeing it's a certain respect. Like when I meet someone, like I want to extend that respect to them. Hopefully they extend it to me and then we can learn from each other. You the peer to peer. Yeah. Teamwork yeah. makes the dream work. And I think that's one of those yeah. things, even as kids, we all could learn a lot from our younger selves when we were kids and the world was mm -hmm. so new. You were always in exploration mode where it's like, oh, that's fascinating. And you were, every kid is so present because everything's novel. The concepts right. are brand new. And then life kind of, you go through the motions. And then I think sometimes that just gets zapped out of you. But that's what's cool, Julian, about your practice, the life learning and student aspect. It allows you yeah. to really stay in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about kids. They're, they're totally more in the moment. They're not as conditioned. And then like, as you get older, it's like all this conditioning builds up like this crust around us. And we sometimes we can break out of that and it feels really good. Like, well, that's what's cool about your practice, Joel, is being able to recondition your mind, which I, I don't think mm. everybody grasps how valuable that is. But we all are, you know, even around our environments we grew up in, nobody can control where they were born under what circumstance. But you could control shifting gears as hard as it might be. I The thing that I can't stand hearing, maybe you could shed some light on this, but the amount of times I've heard once you reach 25, you are who you are. I find that to be mm. absolutely ridiculous. I, I would have been rude uh, myself <laughs> if that was the case. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that, and I think that's a limited belief too. It's system where if you convince yourself of anything positive or negative, you can go down that rabbit hole. Mm. So yeah, it's. You're definitely, you've got some food for thought going here, Julian. Do you have any uh, specific philosophers that you follow religiously? Oh, man. I, I am a big fan of Sam Harris. You guys okay. know him? Yeah, he's a neuroscientist, a meditation teacher, and has a great podcast, too. And um, there's so many. Uh, another teacher I like a lot is Christopher Wallace. He teaches about Tantra, but he does it from a very scholarly and informed and mature way. Um, like that, you know, what that actually is, not what all the things people think about it. Oh, I got, I've uh, heard, of, I've heard Sam Harris's podcast. I have to check yeah. out Christopher Wallace. That's awesome. That's okay. a cool, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, for me personally, there's a teacher named Dr. Nita, Dr. Nita Chenangsan. He's a Tibetan medical doctor and meditation teacher. And so he's been a, a great teacher for me. And actually like online, he's been doing so much over Zoom and online. So it's been a cool part of the pandemic. Um, Thank you. I'm pumped to check these guys out. I've never heard of yeah. him either. Learn something new every day. That's what's cool about this too, Julian, having on guests of all walks of life. You know, we're students. Yeah. We never would have known about either of those individuals to gain some knowledge from. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I love, that's what I love about podcasts. That's part of why, you know, I started a podcast and it's like, I've learned so much from it. It's not about for me or like making a bunch of money or becoming really famous or something, but it's like, every time I do it, I learn yeah, it's not. <laughs> well, where can yeah. our viewers find your podcast, Julian? Um, so, a state of mind play.com is the podcast website. It's called A State of Mind. I like yeah. that. It's a cool yeah. name. Thanks. And, Julian, with the way you are, you're very calm, which is awesome. You're making me relaxed, which is tough to do. And yeah. you have <laughs> very you know, part of the food business. Of course, we have to bring up food here. Do you feel as though, are you a very healthy eater? Do you really live by the you are what you eat mantra when it comes to your mental health? Um, you are, know, you vegan, yeah. are you vegan or vegetarian? You know, um, 
food is really important to me and I, I do pay attention to it. Um, I'm not hundred percent vegan or vegetarian, uh, which, you know, I don't know if that would surprise some people, you know, I don't pretend to be, but I, I do, I would say I'm, uh, mostly vegetarian, you know, four or five days out of the week, probably vegetarian, right. but I plant-based. Yeah. I try to be as much as possible. I do eat some meat. I think in Colorado in the winter, like my body type, um, but that's a big conversation. I mean, I, I do make a real point to try to get healthy, like local, more organic, more humanly raised meat when I can, for sure. Right. And then, I mean, in terms of diet, like it's, I think it's super important. Uh, but what I see with people that I work with, I've seen it myself in the past. The number one health problem that I think we're suffering from, if I had to name one thing, it would actually be stress, right? And that 100%. builds up in our system. It, it, it affects us on so many levels in so many ways. Um, and so if your diet becomes another thing for you to stress about, that's not helping your health. And so I, I like the 80-20 rule. You know, 80% of the time, I'm trying to eat plant-based, organic. If I can get it local, like I really try to take in good food and then to give myself this window of permission, like to not worry, not to stress. So, I like And that's that when idea. Hungry Buffs comes in, when you want a cheat meal, <laughs> you know, you want to order. Yeah, like, yeah the cheat meal, yeah. Julian, do you have any specific favorite restaurants in Boulder? Um. Yeah, the pandemic has kind of changed everything so much, right? I mean, I know. Let me. Uh, I do. I mean, I, I like Tiffins. Have you guys? It's oh an yeah, Indian yeah, place. yeah. yeah. Of, okay. I think they're great. Yeah, I like. There's what? a lot of places I like. I'm. I'm trying to think. Um, what is what it? Fresh Times. Times. That's a great one. Fresh oh. Times is great. Yeah, That's another. Great, yeah. Yeah, they've got some great organic restaurants in Boulder, and you know, grocery stores too. I feel like it really caters to everybody's palates at the end yeah. of the day. Town. I guess another cool one is Thrive. Have you guys heard of Thrive Cafe? It's all vegan, yeah. all uh, like raw food, which I personally wouldn't recommend like to be your whole diet. But you if you're not. in the mood for a smoothie or salad or something, it's pretty fun. Fun spot. Have you, have you been in town long enough to remember when Pita Pit was there? Oh, man. No, I, I don't know. Pita Pit is wow. one of my favorite places. <laughs> oh, I kind of do. Yeah. Pita Pit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were yeah. at that location before. The same Thrive. spot. I think yeah. there's even been another place in between Thrive and Pita Pit, but I can't remember which one. So, Julie, what actually, would you say your 20% or like what's your ultimate like last meal on earth cheat meal? <laughs> That's a funny question. Like if I was like on death row and I had like one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> what is your Julie death row meal? Don't even I, worry I, about I it. I feel like it could go. Yeah. I mean, I could answer it like if I wanted to think about the environment and health and all this. Um, but if I was just going to be like purely hedonistic. Yeah, I feel like that has to go out the um, window for the last one on earth. <laughs> this would probably, maybe this would surprise some people, but uh, God, I would love, you know, like really well-made like beef brisket, like uh, kind oh, of barbecue, like cornbread muffins. Wow. <laughs> Coleslaw. I mean, that like, sounds great. That's, um, quite, that's a nice Sweet heart. iced tea. Like. Well, that's, that's the North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> that's the North Carolina stuff. <laughs> you guys really do a great barbecue down there, don't you? Yeah. It's a little different. It's like vinegar sauce, the traditionally. Oh, so. wow. Is Boulder, have you found any good barbecue there? Oh, I'm sure that it's here, but to be honest, there's not like a top spot for me in barbecue in Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> barbecue. Oh, oh yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's the only one I really know. But yeah, yeah. there's not really There's not enough of that in Boulder, if you ask me. Yeah. There's not enough donut shots, donut shops and barbecue. Sure. <laughs> Quite, quite the combo. And Julian, question, before we have you up here, what would you give like one best piece of advice for somebody looking to start just working towards better mental health and habits on the day to day? What's the first step? Um, 
You know, and this might surprise some people, but I have started, one of the first things I've started asking people is how is your sleep? How was your sleep last night? How was your sleep the night before last? How has your sleep been in the last week? Uh, and there's so much there. It's kind of related to the stress conversation. But if you get good quality sleep, I mean, that's going to help everything. And if you're if you're habitually not giving yourself that or not be able to get it, that is connected with all of your mental health issues, I believe. So look at your sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's just one thing. I mean, um, and then towards that, you can look at things like turning off your phone an hour or two before bed, like reducing screen time, turning the lights down. There's a lot of things you could actually do, like sleep hygiene. So that's that's one thing. Um, having some time in the morning to yourself can be a really great habit to develop. Um, things that's, like that's my favorite part about yeah. waking up early is having yeah. that time to yourself. You know, if you wake up like six and you, you, know, you don't start your day till eight, it just that really just gets my mind clear. Take care of some yeah. me time. Yeah, have some me time. I mean, I think generally speaking, having some good, healthy routine habits in place and developing that if you don't. I mean, there's probably a few people in this world that really thrive on chaos. But if you want to look at your lifespan, that's probably not a recipe for good mental health <laughs> over the years. You're spot <laughs> so on. Some, yeah. Joel, you make a great life coach. Thanks. <laughs> definitely. And man, we really appreciate having you on. And we'll make sure to give you a shout out for your podcast. I'm definitely pumped to tune in. And hopefully we can all break bread one of these days yeah, yeah that'd be we'll, great thank we'll, you so much for we'll the invitation hook you up with some uh hungry buffs credit for next time you're that'd hungry. be awesome yeah Hopefully. thanks so much for the time julian thanks guys Good to meet you. you too take care nice to meet you that was a lot of fun julian's the man and hey at the end of the day i think we live in a world dan and you just even highlighted it with the i'm hoping there was nobody killed in this which is yeah. a big post but it just shows we're in a world now and especially coming out of the pandemic, I think one bright side from the pandemic is the notion that mental health needs to be way more of a focus. And it's not a situation where someone has like, oh, I scraped my knee, put a bandaid on it. The brain is obviously very unique and still being figured out in many ways. Like we don't know a lot about the brain still. And that's definitely something we've seen when you hear about any of these shootings that that's what comes to mind. So any up more update on that, Dan? It is raining right now. Well, hopefully everyone's all right. It was at King Super at Table Mesa, which is in South Boulder. Yep. And, still you know, still developing. Yeah. Uh, there's just well, hopefully no one hopefully it's not as bad as it sounds. And on a brighter yeah. note, go buffs tonight. Let's go buffs, baby. Great job, Julian, coming on. That was awesome. And that's all we got, folks. Really appreciate it. If you could leave us a review, that would be awesome on Spotify. I think, Corey, is it on Spotify too or just the reviews on Apple? Spotify and Apple. You could leave them in both places. Help yep. us build up those reviews, folks. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week. Dinner time. Take care, Seriously. folks. Strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get low down, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.